your being goddess state is always within reach. It's a state of activating the next version of you that's always wanting to show up. It's pivoting out of the imposter syndrome, head on, eyes open, even within the darkness of this major uprising. Welcome to the rise of the Goddess Collective. I am your host, Michelle Julian, your Goddess Guide. Hey everyone, thanks for joining and listening in to the Rise of the Goddess podcast. I am your host, Michelle Julian, and today when you listen to this, I'm actually sharing with you behind the scenes. It's interesting when you're interviewing for um, a podcast, I usually do a warm-up right before I actually hit record. And that's really where the juicy actually happens. So um, using Otter, I decided to record before I actually press record for the actual recording. So this podcast, not only are you going to get a audio through Anchor, but you're also going to be able to watch this recording on YouTube. And the reason for that is because this podcast was just so super powerful And the facial expressions on our faces are entertaining in itself. So you will not regret spending time listening to this. So I am going to just share with you some really juicy nuggets that we talked about. So to talk about... Ashley. Ashley Mass is a mother, single parent of three children. She lives in um, Wisconsin and she is a creator and founder of the Abundance Movement. I mean, just the word in itself is going to light you up. When you use the word abundance, it's applied to your life in all kinds of ways. And what I love about Ashley is she's humble, she's truly passionate and very purposeful in everything that she does. Her main focus is her children and really providing for them to actually create a legacy of a belief system that you can do anything. So I just am so excited and honored to share this amazing interview with you. And we talk about some really heartfelt, 
felt wholehearted experiences like being a mother and the relationship that she has rekindled with God and how that plays out in her mission with her movement. So I am going to just play a little bit of um, behind the scenes and you can hear what she um, starts out talking about. Okay, so you do have the five-year plan. Okay. I do have a five-year plan. Not surprised. Not surprised at all. Because like you were saying the other day on your live, you like look behind me, look at my list behind me. You know, you bought your house. You were supposed to go away and think by yourself. And that wasn't, you haven't done that quite yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you're not like, you're not like pretend. Is what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? It's like, She's real. This is a real person. She actually lives in the state. You know what I mean? Because you see a lot of shiny, especially on Instagram. I don't know about you, but I can't know who's who. You know, like, yeah. I love the fact that I know you, like you, trust you. Like, that's the way I've always done business. I've been in business for 25 years. I'm, I started my own practice as a massage therapist 25 years ago before massage was massage. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the way I do business. I have to know them, like them, trust them. I mean, I'm not going to touch you if I don't like you. <laughs> right? Recording. Welcome to Rise of the Goddess Collective podcast. I am your host, Michelle Julian your goddess guide and i have this amazing rock star hard working amazing guest ashley mass okay we were just chatting behind the scenes and basically ashley is the new oprah <laughs> her whole demographic of her age group okay i'm 60 actually i'm 62 and i don't know how old she is i don't think she's older than like maybe 20 something <laughs> she looks like she's 12 because she's just so young looking but we know that she's not 12 because she's got three kids and she has birthed this amazing movement pretty much all by herself and then figured it out how to have other kick-ass women help her with her mission. Cause she's on a mission. This isn't just like a business. This is like huge. This is a movement, which I love because that's what we need to do. We need to move into being the goddess that we are and being unapologetic with that. So without blah, blah, blurring, because I can <laughs> get going, I am here saying, hey, Ashley, 
how are you today? <laughs> I, am, I am just jazzed up because you are, I think, the ultimate hype person I've ever met in my entire life. And everybody needs Michelle in their corner. <laughs> Like if I had an alarm that just told me everything you just said every single day, I'd be, I would never have any bad days. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. Well, life is hard. Don't you think life is hard. It's beautiful. It's messy. It's all the things. It is. It is. I, I, I agree with you. And I feel like lately so many people are going through so many different experiences and life is hard and, but life is beautiful in the fact that it is hard because you learn lessons along the way of how do I get to work through these things? <laughs> exactly. 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 And the thing is, is we have chapters of our lives and that's really how I see and view things is I'm in my chapter of forties and beyond. Mm -hmm. And in my early chapters, in my twenties, in my 30s, I was still figuring things out. But that's what's so cool about watching your journey. I feel like you are figuring out, but you actually really know what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, at the end of the day, ultimately, your kids come first. Un unapologetically, they mm -hmm. come first. Absolutely. And how that can actually fuel your whole like movement really that's what you're doing you're fueling yourself with your love for your kids you're wanting to provide for them absolutely financially but that's just not what it's all about here it's really about much more about mm -hmm. what you as a whole soul right is honoring you're honoring your soul's growth and i know that you're devoted and you are devoted to God and you still can swear and you don't feel bad about it. So let's talk about that. How is God helping you with this movement? Oh, geez. So I've had a very on and off relationship with my faith. I, I feel like let's just start. I'm 29 years old. I'll be 30. I'll be 30 in January. So, oh my God, you're a January birthday. Yeah. I am too. You are. I'm a Capricorn. Oh my God. We're Capricorns. Oh my God. That's so amazing. January what? Fifth. Oh my God. I'm the 18th. Oh, <laughs> mm. interesting. I was attracted to you so many, so many years ago watching your journey before you actually had your abundance box, which by the way, I can't wait to get it. I can't wait to get it. It's coming in the mail. And you don't know. <laughs> so tell me like, so what made you come back to the faith of God? Uh, I guess the most pivotal moment in my life that I remember is, and we were talking about this right before we came on too, is, um, in 2017, I gave birth to my twins. During that time, I, I was in the hospital and I had uh, preeclampsia with the twins. So they had, to get, they had to get the twins out in order for us to be okay and to make sure that nothing happened to me, nothing happened to the twins. And I, after I had given birth, it was, an, it was a, actually an emergency C-section because I started to have liver failure and kidney failure. And 
my platelet count was so low, so my blood wasn't clotting. So they were afraid that by giving me a C-section, I could potentially bleed out. And that was communicated to my ex-husband and I. And we were sitting in the hospital room and I remember just not wanting to do that because I advocated for so long to have a natural birth. And when things don't go your way, I know that, you know, life is, is beyond your control and you can't control everything in your life. But when you felt it in your heart and you were prepped and you were ready for this thing to happen and then everything goes the opposite way, it's almost like you can't help but to blame God, right? <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm like, why are you letting this happen to me? I, you know, I, I did everything. I took care of my body. I, I rested, I stayed home. I, you know, I swelled like a freaking balloon and here I am. And now you're going to just let me sit in a freaking room with a bunch of strangers and get cut open for everybody to see. And I just remember just wanting to blame him over and over again. And then after I'd given birth, I remember feeling so angry, but after giving birth, I actually got a lot worse. And my, my, I got diagnosed with health syndrome. And basically in that short span of time within 24 hours, I went from being okay to being rushed into an ICU room because I was having organ failure. And when I, I remember over and over again, just telling the nurses that something wasn't right. I eventually lost sight. I lost my hearing. And my ex-partner had told me that I just sat and screamed for like 15 minutes for no reason. Like, he's like, you just kept screaming and nobody could stop you. And I tried to shake you. And you're just like, you couldn't, you kept saying you couldn't hear, you couldn't see. And where am I? And eventually I made it up to the ICU where uh, they had told Nicholas that I was not going to make it through the night and that he should prepare to make arrangements for something to happen. And they were like, her, her ability to survive right now is less than 5%. We're actually going to give her, you know, like she's got like a 2% chance of living. Okay. So we're just letting you know that you're probably never going to see your wife again. And I remember being in the CT scan and they were seeing where the blood was because I was internally, I was bleeding out within my own body. And um, being in that tube, this is the craziest experience of my life, but I think people that have been through it can relate that I started wanting to fall asleep and just say, okay, I'm done. Like, I don't care. Like, just take care of my babies. Like everything's going to be fine. And I started closing my eyes and I felt something like it was like almost like a slap, like in the back of the arm. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, what in the hell is happening? And I'm like, am I losing my mind? Am I, am I dead? What's going on? Wow. <laughs> and I, I, I opened my eyes and I saw like, create, I saw my grandma who has been passed away for, since I was 18 years old. And she took care of me when I was a little girl. Like she took care of me. She was always there for me. And when she passed away, I was with her and I was holding her hand when she passed away. So I, it's just like a very profound moment. And I, and I always told myself, like, she's always going to be in my heart. She's always going to be my guardian angel. And this was the first time I felt her there. And I know people say, you know, I don't know if I believe in angels or things like that, but this was the first time I actually was like, okay, I get it. This is, you know, like, 
okay, this is actually happening. And she just told me to keep my eyes open because there's so much more. And literally from that moment, I remember them putting blood bags inside of me. And with every single blood bag that came in, because I lost 2.5 liters of blood, which is over half in my body. And with every blood bag, I just felt like I was coming back to life and I felt warm and all of a sudden I could see again and hear again. And it was just like this really insane experience, but it's an experience that needed to happen to get me to where I am today. And because of that, I went through some pretty significant PTSD, of course. Right. Oh, and I don't want to I don't want to ever say to you or anybody that that one experience made me like, oh, now I'm going to be a great person. And now I'm going to do all these things. And I'm going to lead by faith because that's not what happened to me. I, I was diagnosed with PTSD and postpartum depression, and I used alcohol to cope. Mm. And mm. during that time, yes, I had my faith. And yes, I believed in God. But there's a difference between you know, actually believing and knowing that he's there. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, when I was going through that part of my life, my relationship was also kind of falling apart. It was very rocky. Both of us had a very, very, uh, toxic relationship with alcohol. And the difference was that I took self-responsibility of it. And I had hit a point where I was, it was almost normal. It, it was normal for me to just like pick up a freaking bottle of wine at 2 PM and drink it until it was gone every day. I'm like, okay, girlfriend, you got two little babies at home. Like, what are you doing? You know, and I'm not laughing at you. I'm like laughing with you. Like this, there's probably a lot of mothers that yeah. are listening to this. They'll be like, yep. I went yeah. through it too. Because our society is so like, that's normal. Like mm -hmm. You go to the freaking grocery store and there's bottles of wine at the checkout line. I don't know where, like, where people are tuning in from, but here in Wisconsin, we have like, alcohol is normal. There is bars at every other, like every corner of every street. Mm. Like, there's liquor stores, gas stations. All our gas stations have liquor, which many states don't, and beer right in front where you're checking out. And I'm like, this is normal here, but it's really not normal. <laughs> oh my God. And so it will targets like that, right? If you yeah. go to target targets, get the alcohol, but you got to have the license and you got to go through the line, you know, a special line to get the alcohol. So yeah, but we do have liquor stores. Now that I think about it now, I'm like thinking as you're saying this, I'm like, yeah, we actually have a lot of liquor stores. Like through each like street. Like if you take a left, there's always like a liquor store. Like, yeah. And even with the pandemic, right? You uh -huh. can go to the liquor store, you can get yep. your alcohol. But yeah, was like, I guess that was really a necessity. A what is it? What am I saying? Um, necessity. Yes, a necessity, right? I mean, yeah. it's just really, wow, that's interesting, you know? But oh my God. So, this is like a huge thing that yeah. you had to go through. Yeah. And so you're alive. You're actually breathing mm -hmm. and living and you're alive. And of course, PTSD. I mean, hello. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I myself, 
went through a near-death experience. I was riding my bike to school. I was a senior in school. And on that day, it was November. November, I'll never forget. It was election day, 1977, election day. And there were leaves on the ground. And I was riding my bike to school with no helmet, by the way. We didn't wear helmets in 1977. <laughs> we had to look beautiful, right? Typical teenager, senior year, high school, you got to look beautiful. So I stole my hat from my older sister and a scarf. So I had a hat, a beret, and a scarf. I was very stylish riding my bike to school. And I was so proud of myself that I was on time too, because I always ran late. Like every, every 10 minutes, I always run 10 minutes late. That's the way I've always like been. I don't know why, I just like my soul wants to be late. <laughs> so I don't beat myself up about it anymore. I just like tell people, just want you to know, I'll probably be 10 minutes late. Although today it was not 10 minutes late for you. <laughs> I was actually on time. Probably because I was just so excited. Um, anyway, so I'm riding my bike and before I know it, I see my friend coming up in a car the opposite way. Now school's that way. Why is she driving this way? Did she skip school? Is she skipping school and not inviting me to be, to be skipping school? Like all in my head thinking about I'm missing out on something. I'm missing out on something. And I literally take my brakes and break like this. And because it's wet leaves, it's like ice. Uh -huh. Go right into this like locked brake, sliding like ice. And before I know it, I hit a tree. And on the tree is a sign. It slices my neck, okay? Misses my juggler vein by a fingernail. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I basically have the like, hello, God conversation. I don't know how long it lasts because I laid there and I just remember him saying, God said to me, cause I'm, I'm Catholic. And so I was brought up Catholic and I was brought up with Jesus with the gray hair and the holy thing. And I talked to Jesus with the gray hair and he says, it's not your time. You have lots of things to do. You're gonna get married, you're gonna have a baby. This is not your time take a deep breath, everything's gonna be okay. And I didn't even know anything wasn't okay because I got hit in the head, mm -hmm. completely out. Woke up, the priest was standing over me and I looked up at him, I said, am I dying? And he said, no, you just have a little cut on your neck. The ambulance is coming, you're gonna be okay. And then I just went out and I'm here to tell you the story. It's like- wow whoa, you know? And I do have this amazing scar on my face that goes right from here to here. So, you know, oh, I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> like, this is the truth. This is the truth scar. Oh my God. Right? And it, it used to pull my face like this. And then I had that Z plastic surgery done and it helped like not having it pulled anymore. And I had a lot of people like saying to me, Hey, why don't you fix it? You know, you could do Z plastic surgery. I said, no, it's my reminder. I want to keep it there to remind me that I'm here for a reason, you know? And I had, I had, I got married. I had my baby. 
I have a grandson and I'm now married to my third husband. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I did, I did get married three times. <laughs> three, three times is a charm. Three times. Absolutely. Do, do not feel any shame with that at all because the first one was to have my baby, Ashley. Uh -huh. And the second time was basically to learn who not to be with. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, definitely narcissism is not good. Nope. Uh, you don't want to attract that and nope. you don't want to be in a narcissistic relationship, especially when you're in impact because you, you get sucked in and you bleed out. Mm -hmm. And so the third one was literally brought to me from the universe, from God, from the light. And I met him on Craigslist. Online. No. <laughs> yes, I did. That is awesome. Yes. It's real. I mean, online dating is a real thing. And back in the day, like that was like 13 years ago. Yeah. It was kind of new. Match.com, eHarmony, all of those things. And for me to do Craigslist was really ballsy. Okay. I was really brave to do that. Even my husband's like, the reason why I like wanted to go out with you, because I thought, well, she's really brave. <laughs> I, I have to meet this girl, you know? And so that was like the main reason, like he actually like wanted to meet me because he just had to meet this brave girl to post her picture on Craigslist. I don't know if you know what Craigslist is, but yeah. Craigslist is like a place where there's lots of crazies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. <sighs> and they don't even allow dating anymore because of the crazies. They locked down the personal dating site. So I got in there before they locked it down and I met my great partner because that's what he is. He's a great partner. We both woke each other up and we do not let each other off the hook. And we're constantly stretching ourselves. And that's what I need for my soul. Like mm -hmm. I need my soul to be constantly stretched and restretched. <laughs> I mean, what's I mean, what's the point of living if you're not really like embracing life wholeheartedly? You always talk about wholehearted life, wholehearted experience. Mm -hmm. What does that really mean to you in this chapter of your life when you say whole heart? So for a very long time, I feel like I mean, this I know is going to resonate with pro probably everybody, but we live in a very tech advanced society where most of the time we are like, we'll go out to dinner and it's normal to put your kids on an iPad. You go out to on a walk and you're sitting there and you're on your Instagram showing like everywhere, everybody where you're at and you're not very present in the moment. You're not having a wholehearted experience in that moment, you're not giving people your wholehearted, like undivided attention. And when I was going through my divorce and I totally under, I know what you mean by narcissistic abuse because I've been through it. I've been through, you know, physical, mental, financial, emotional, all of that, all of that abuse and in my ex-partner. And I, one of the things I took responsibility of, because one of the few, you can go through experiences in life and blame other people for being the way that you are or for 
being broke or for being sad, depressed, anxious, whatever. But when you can start to look at yourself and look at the toxic traits that you hold within yourself and you take responsibility of those to change them, that's where life happens, right? So through my ex, you know, through my divorce, I, I really recognized how much time and energy I was putting into my online business. But then I started to look at, am I, am I, am I being intentional with the conversations that I'm having? Or do I just feel like I have to give and give and give and give over and over again, but I'm not giving myself anything and I'm not giving my kids anything. So through that experience, I, I completely deleted social media apps off of my phone um, in terms of Facebook, because Facebook and Facebook Messenger were taking up like eight hours of my day, eight hours of my day that I could be doing something different. And it was like this attachment I had with, well, I have to be present all the time and I got to respond to these people. Otherwise they're going to, they're going to go, you know, find somebody else they align with or blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, at the end of the day, people are attracted to what I do because I'm honest and because I live my life wholeheartedly, but I'm not actually living my life in that way. So I deleted those two apps. And now my screen time in a day is I think two hours maximum. I'm never, I am never on my phone and here and there I'll do some TikToks or I'll post on stories because I want to share something. Mm -hmm. And since doing that, I feel so many more people are coming into my life or, or buying tickets to our conference that we're holding next summer or being subscribers of the abundance movement boxes, because that's the life that they are attracted to. They're not attracted to the fancy cars or the big house or the, or the Louis Vuitton purses. They're attracted to the happiness that that brings. And yeah. And so like, when I talk about wholehearted, I mean, like being present and giving people their 100% undivided attention, because there's so much power behind you know, going out to dinner with a friend and leaving your phone in the car. Absolutely. Happen. <laughs> I, I love that. And I think it's important for people to understand that when you do that, you're showing that person that they mean something to you. Yes. It's an important thing for you to be really present and with them without your phone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, really kind of cool because I always thought like your generation (laughs) would be like less that way right because you're younger and you're like oh the phone's just part of my life you know we you know the 40s and 60s we didn't really grow up with a phone per se you know we had beepers I actually had a beeper my daughter she bought me I was a single parent like you are now and I kind of sort of still am, even though I'm not, I mean, my husband that I'm with, that's not her father. So mm-hmm. I always can, I always see myself as a single parent. <laughs> like I'm always like the only one that she goes to, right? Yeah. And talks to because she's not going to talk to my husband because he's not her dad and her dad, she can't talk to because he passed away. Uh-huh. So I'm it, you know what I mean? Like it lands on me and you know, when I watched her kind of grow up, she's still in the generation of she didn't really have a phone either, right? Mm-hmm. So the younger, like the 20-somethings, right? I said the 20-somethings before they're 30. Now, 
It's like, it's part of their life and they know how to integrate it in a respectful way that they're not always on it. But I always wonder, are they tempted to be always on it? So it's nice to hear that you are not always on it and that you took it off your phone and that really helps you. You figured it out how to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's really important. And that's really being discerning about how you want to spend your time mm -hmm. and how you know, even though you have a business online, that you actually can take a break mm -hmm. and you can say, you know what? I'm only doing two hours a day. That's it. That's what I want. That's what feels right. That's what my inner goddess wisdom tells me. And that's what I'm doing. And so I just think it's fantastic that you you're doing that. And I'm sure the audience is going to be listening and be like, wow, God, you look like you're always on there, Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> really? Really? You don't have it on your phone. Yeah. No, and it, it, I think that's the thing too, is that yes, I am on social media and it's funny when people just make the assumption that that's like, oh, you built your whole business being on social media. And yes, I have, but it's been very intentional with my experiences in life, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. When you come on, even when you're sharing, like we call it like a day in a life of uh -huh. the entrepreneur, whenever you're sharing your day in your life, there's always a lesson that can be learned. And so that in itself is powerful. So you know, it's not you just coming on saying, you know, I baked banana bread, have a nice day. You know, you're talking about how you decided to bake the banana bread. Yeah. And the thing that happened before you made the banana bread. And then why actually the banana bread really kind of tastes shitty. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's transparency. Like it's real raw Ashley. Yeah. And that's why people want to be in your energy and speaking of that let's talk about your event that oh, you yes. are having and when is it and tell us all the things okay so i've been wanting to create an event ever since okay i went to rachel hollis in this hollis right what is it the rise conference in yeah. dallas texas in 2000 had to be 18 2018. Yep. 2018. I went there <laughs> and, uh, it was actually a week before I had went to her conference. I experienced the miscarriage and I was, I like, I didn't even know I was pregnant. So it was very, I was very blindsided by the fact that it was even taking place. And I was telling myself, you know, I'm not going to go to this conference. Life is falling apart. My ex, my ex partner was actually in Tennessee working. He had um, just left for, cause he, he worked out of state for two years off and on. So he had gone back and I was by myself raising two kids and going through this. And my best friend and business partner who actually lives in the same town that I do, she came over and watched my kids while I was in the hospital and she was going to come to this conference with me. And I remember going back and I go, you know, I'm in just so much pain I don't know if you've ever had an experience like that, but it just feels like your insides are just like falling out and it, it's very painful. And I, I told her, you know, 
my body just can't handle this. Like, I don't want to get on a plane and go to Dallas and then just act like everything is fine. Like nothing is fine. And she goes, nothing in life is ever meant to be perfect and fine. And I know that you're experiencing this right now, but what if you don't go? And what if like you miss out on something that could have changed your life or blah, 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 like something to that extent. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to sit on this for a few days. And I had called my ex-partner telling him what was going on. And he goes, well, I'm not going to just leave work and go up because you're in the hospital. Like you're fine. And was very nonchalant about my feelings. And I go, okay, I already have like my mom coming to town to come watch the kids. I didn't even tell her until about two months later what had been going on. And I'm like, you know what, F it. I'm going to just go for myself because you're clearly not showing empathy towards what has taken place. I'm going to show myself empathy by doing this for myself. And you can be pissed and get mad. I don't care. I'm just going to go. And being at the conference, there was like freaking thousands of women there. And it was, I'm so grateful that I was there because I learned so much. Like she talked about like owning your past one day. And I was just crying the entire freaking day. I looked around and I wasn't the only one crying the whole freaking day. And she had this exercise where she had women stand up who had experienced things. And when she said, you know, I've lost a child or a loved one or something, I not even kidding you, like 90% of the room stood up and there was thousands of people there. And it was just that feeling that I needed at that moment where I was like, holy shit, I'm not alone. And there was a woman that was standing right next to me who had lost her husband two weeks before in a like tragic accident. And I'm like, oh my gosh, here I am. Here's my ego, right? Here's my ego telling me that I'm going through this and nobody knows what it's like. And nobody knows what it's like to experience the pain that I have. And this woman is sitting next to me and she's smiling. You're not alone in your experience. We had to, we wrote down a goal and my goal was I will be hosting my own conference. And I'm, that was in my five-year plan and it was 2018. I was like, I will be hosting my own conference and I'm going to have speakers that are from all over the US and we are going to help women turn their mess into their message, okay? And fast forward, it's 2021. And we we were finally, like Lauren and I were just sitting there and we're like, you know what? There's no freaking excuse for why we can't do this. It's not time, it's not money, it's not energy, it's none of that. And like, none of that has a factor because we can find sponsors to help put this on. We can find a venue here locally. We know so many women that would be there. So what, what is holding us back from actually doing it? And, you know, she was on, she's been on bed rest for 12 weeks now. And we finally just decided, you know, one day I didn't have the kids. I went over there and we planned the entire thing in like eight hours. Love it. And we're like, okay, this is who we're going to call. We're going to call these venues. We're going to figure it out. So finally we toured a venue and we just, once we walked in, we knew that was going to be the place. Awesome. You walk in there and you immediately feel like you're meant to be there. 
and there's nothing in there in the rooms that could make you like bring that to life but immediately like walking up those stairs into the venue space I was like holy shit it's open it 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 just I couldn't even describe it like all of a sudden my vision was just like there and I could see where the people were going to be sitting where the vendors would be where the sponsors would be and it just made complete sense and I just felt like oh there you are God like you're telling me like this is it right and we booked the venue and what this event is designed to do is to radically change your life. So we have gone to several conferences. And one of the things that we felt like was always missing was that one-on-one piece connection where, yeah, you're in the same room, but typically you're going with a group of friends and you're just sitting there and you're kind of clicking around and, and you go home and you're so burnt out, tired because you got an overload amount of information. You don't know what to do with any of it. And then you spend like a week in energy burnout. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to create a two-day experience. So day one is, this is called Rise Up. So the Rise Up Conference in Green Bay, Wisconsin next summer. Day one is all around healing your inner self, your child self, like everything that holds you back from where you want to be in life. It's revisiting the traumatic parts of your life. And you don't have to have had to experience something crazy catastrophic for it to be considered trauma for you. Right. And so it's, we're, we're going to focus on healing. We're going to focus on forgiving ourselves and forgiving the people that have hurt us. We're also going to talk about ego and ego in the form of nobody suffers the way I suffer, or I'm better than everybody else. I have all this money. I'm better. Like you're not in my circle. Like back off. Like we're going to talk about ego Mm -hmm. because ego holds us back from our dreams. And we're going to end that day by having a coach who is very PTSD trauma focused, talk about Mm self-acceptance and accepting all parts of who you are, not just little bits and pieces. Great. And not just you as a mom, not just you as a friend, but you as a human being. Mm -hmm. So that's day one. And then day two, we wanted to focus on becoming your highest self. So Mm -hmm. now that I've released all this shit, how can I take that shit and turn it into a movement or turn it into my message or turn it into the thing that makes me feel like I'm the best mom, best wife, best version of myself that I can be. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's talking about, you know, really how can I step into that highest self like confidence and self-love and talking about financial literacy for women mm-hmm. we're going to talk about financial abundance that you can be a stay-at-home mom and want to make money and that's okay you can be a boss babe CEO of your life mm-hmm. and just educating on multiple streams of income financial literacy because a lot of times even men women anybody in our society we don't go to school learning about that stuff so that's the two days and then we will have a dance party after so that you can connect with everybody that you've met at the conference so we rented out this like venue that I used to work at I used to bartend at a long time ago and so did Lauren (laughs) and we rented it out and it's just going to be everybody from the conference dancing together having fun together laughing together so that 
they go home and they feel like, oh my gosh, I just met my new best friend. or I just met my new sister, you know, and that's the vibe we want people to get from it. And we have a third day that's for the VIPs where you get that one-on-one experience with the keynote speakers. Mm-hmm. So we have like, for example, okay, if you want money mindset, we have uh, a couple, they own a multi-million dollar home building business in Beloit, Wisconsin, Madison area, who are going to talk to people about real estate investing and like smart money investing and things like that, that you wouldn't even think about. Or if you struggle with like body image, self-confidence, we have like a self-acceptance workshop. So you'll have the opportunity to get that more intimate experience, to be able to go home and be like, oh my gosh, I know what I want to do. I got this, you know, (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing about those big events like the Tony Robbins, the Rachel Hollis, they make it so big and so stimulating. And I know that, you know, they're kind of like following each other in ways that like, like they're going to like one up it. Like I'm going to have this star and this person and Oprah's going to be there and, and, and Depa Chopra is going to be there. It's like, okay, can we just get real here for a second? Like, can we come down here a little bit into the like, the real world, like none yeah. of us all live up there. Okay. We don't all live in the Tony Robbins and the Oprah Winfrey lands. Okay. We're in like day-to-day survival. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with 2020. I mean, let's be real. Okay. Even, even, even Oprah got hit hard and Ellen's show got hit hard. Tony Robbins got hit hard in 2020. They had to figure things out because their whole models were conferences. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's how they made their business, made their income was conferences. So how they had to pivot and innovate is online. Now this is much more digestible. So it's something that you can do online and offline. That's another question I was going to ask you. Are you going to have this as a recording? So people yep. that can't come there can actually watch it and they can pay you yep. to do that. Yeah. Yeah, we, we will have the in-person, obviously, portion of it, but we will also be offering virtual options because we know that, yeah, that's, you can't predict life. Clearly, 2020 showed that. So, yeah. I mean, we, we've pivoted, we've innovated in ways that we can meet people where they're at, wherever they're at. And offering virtual options to be present during the conference virtually there happening, but also recording recording it and allowing people to even take it home and be like, okay, I, I remember this Becky woman talking about real estate and I'm really into that. I need to go back and watch that part and right. take notes. Right, so, because you know, those, that, that it's like an asset, right? It's an asset for you. It's an asset for your audience and to be able to really like embody all the stuff that they learn. They do need to like process it. Like, like I think it's great that two days are perfect because yep. the first day, it's like, whoa, whoa, you're all like energized and everything. And then the second day you're like, okay, what did I just learn? Oh, and I really like that person I was standing, you know, next to, or like, I'm so curious. I want to ask that person a question. It's great that you're having that, like where they can sign up for the thing that they're like, oh, I need to really focus on that. Yeah. And they can go to that next level of transformation and then taking whatever they have from that one-on-one thing and taking it home. And then now on top of that, the recording. So this is so, so exciting. And, 
I'm, I'm probably going to want to sign up for this myself. Do it. Yes. Yes. Definitely. You got to make a trip to Wisconsin. It's freaking beautiful here. Let me just tell you in the summertime, like I know we've got like eight month winters, but when it is warm, you don't want to be anywhere else. And the cool thing about where we are is that we're so close to some pretty amazing places. Like the upper peninsula of Michigan is only two hours away. There's so many hiking and kayaking spaces up there. We are an hour away from Door County, Wisconsin, which is like all their vineyards and wineries. And Green Bay is only, I think it's only two hours from Milwaukee, three hours from Chicago, but we have an Amtrak service. So if you fly in to Chicago, you can take the Amtrak right to Green Bay, which is really freaking awesome. And it's, it's a centralized hub that you can fly from Boston to Chicago or Orlando from Chicago and, and make your way right to Green Bay. It's affordable. And that's why we made it in our hometown is because we wanted to make sure that people had the option to, if they didn't want to fly, because we have an airport here in Green Bay. They're in the Kentucky area one way. So it's a very centralized location and it's, we have the Green Bay Packers here. So lots of people are normally traveling here. That's so it's obtainable for anybody. So it's yeah, June 2nd and 3rd of 2022. And we do have tickets available now. And we are going to put this all in the show. Yes. Yes. And it's going to be amazing. Okay. So we're going to have all the links. So we're going to have the abundance box package link. Yes. And we're going to have your link for, I think you also have a program that you, and you do it with some other people. It's kind of like a master class, yep. mastermind. So you have that link and then you have the link for the event. So that's the three links. And what's like the easiest place for people to get a hold of you? Instagram? Um, probably... Probably Instagram. Like I'm very like Instagram. I have on my phone. Most yeah. people message me on messenger, but I just don't respond for like a day or two <laughs> typically. Uh, so the best way to contact me is definitely Instagram at the Ashley Moss. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you email me Ashley at abundance movement boxes.com, I usually respond within 24 hours there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I emailed you, you responded 24 hours. Yeah. The messenger you definitely don't even look at. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm not going to even message her anymore there. I'm going to email her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, like, here's the thing too, is what I want women to take away from this or, or men, whoever you are listening to this is that, is that I've been in business for two and a half years, which is not a very long time. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things I will always tell people is because um, when I got started, right. We always start with zero followers. Nobody knew who the frick I was. I had a hundred friends on Facebook. Um, I did go to school to become a social worker. I have my master's degree in special education, but it does pertain to what I'm doing now, just in a very different, more intimate way where I'm actually helping people in a bigger way. So when people look at my story, they're like, oh, you've been doing this for two and a half years. Like that's really fast for you to experience all this growth and all this this stuff, like, how did you get there? And I will tell you always is that I made the investment on myself. Like 
I took courses. I, I surrounded myself with people that were at high levels that I wanted to be like in my own way. And one of the things they always told me is be transparent, be yourself. And I'm like, I don't freaking know what it means to be my damn self. Like, what are you talking about? Who cares? Like that? I am like, I'm a big time. I'm a weirdo. Okay. And I remember just like downloading TikTok just for the fun of it. And I went viral on TikTok, but it was because I was weird and I was doing, I was doing things in a way that felt good to me. You are not weird. You're funny. You're actually I'm interesting. <laughs> very funny. And you, you laugh at yourself. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like you are having fun with yourself, uh-huh. with yourself, right? Yeah. Like you like yourself, mm-hmm. even though you might be struggling, you still like yourself. And that's one of the things that I had to learn mm-hmm. the hard way. I had to fall in love with I fall in love with myself before I could attract the right partner for me and that's the only reason I actually attracted my husband that I'm with now is because I fell madly in love with myself but it took me 40 plus years to fall in love with myself so I'm so glad that you're doing it before you turn 40. Yeah I mean that's the thing too is like don't be afraid to be yourself. If you're struggling in business, it's because you're, you're afraid of people and what they're thinking about you, period. I don't care who you are. Like you can spend all this money on ads, all this money on coaching, all this money in in-person events and never get anywhere because the only person that's standing in your way is yourself. And until you learn to accept all the parts of who you are, I will tell you, it is fucking scary to share from a space of vulnerability. When I started to open up about my abusive relationship and when I started to make TikToks about like physical, because for the longest time, my, my ex-partner was never physical with me until we got divorced. And I talk about, you know, narcissism has very different aspects and that shit is scary, especially as a parent, especially as a person who has kids with this person, right? Mm-hmm. And when courts are involved, you got to be very careful about what you do. And that shit is scary. But I wanted people to understand that even though I looked like happy and abundant and all these things, that I was still struggling internally. And here's me opening up about it. And then all of a sudden it was like, woof, like it's out there and I can do it in a way that isn't like, you know, overshare or too into the, People know, know exactly what happened, but me just, you know. You share just yeah. enough for people to learn yeah. the lessons that they can learn for themselves by watching you learn your lessons. And that's the component that's transparent, that's real, that allows people, especially new people coming in. The pandemic has really shown people that, you know, having like a side hustle online it's probably a nice thing to do, but pick something that you like mm-hmm. to do. Pick something that's going to be fun because you're going to want to like, if you're going to be wanting to be online and if it's not fun, you're never, you're never going to last. You're going to just get burnt out and be done with it. You know what I mean? Because it, it does require some time, but, but you and many other people that you surround yourself with, 
have done it, right? And they have figured it out. And so why not align yourself? That's why everyone needs to go to this event. Align yourself with Ashley and her team and have fun. And it's yeah. affordable. It's really super affordable. Event. I mean, I've looked at a lot of events out there and this is affordable. Yeah. And, and it's going to be in a really, like you said, a really cool setting in the summer. And it's a year from now. So start saving your money, people. Yeah. And, and we, we do have payment plan options too. Awesome. We wanted, we wanted people to have the opportunity to like fit it into their monthly budget. Yes, exactly. Because that's the real situation that we're yeah. here in the pandemic. We do not have indisposable income right now. Even really wealthy people are like pulling back from spending money. I mean, it's just the whole world is doing that. It's like discerning. Nope. Not going to get that. Nope. Not going on that trip. You know, I'm going to wait till next year. I don't need to do that. So I think it's great that you're teaching people this and having that transparency online. And I'm so, so excited that we got to do this interview. And I am so blessed to actually like see you like live. I feel like I'm like live with you. I can feel your energy. Yeah. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience before we say goodbye? No, I just, if you feel called to call, like reach out to me and have a conversation, do it. Cause I am, I'm in the space where, you know, I am growing and things are happening. I want people to always feel like they, they can, you know, just express who they are and be who they are. So yes, yes. You embody that. So thank you. Thank you so much. And I am so excited that we have this opportunity and I am going to stop this recording and then I'm going to put it into the notes and just create the whole thing. So you'll be able to share it to your audience. And I'll probably just even share this with you before I actually edit it just so you can do whatever you want with this. I know you have a team and you guys are super creative. I love how you're creative with your message of abundance and that's really what we all need more abundance so thank you so much and you're welcome have a wonderful day thank you for being here inside the goddess collective i wanted to let you know that when you come to the collective you are receiving free resources that help you with your self-awareness. I created free trainings for you. It's the Julian Method Goddess Activation Group. It's free and it's a face group collective to help you get started with a new way of living. Follow along and witness the power of intentionally living with me and step in to the new realm of self-care for the activated goddess. There are bare bones, basic 101 goddess tips and tools. You'll get a three-day consecutive boot camp. It's a taster of the Julian Method. I help you get started on your goddess practice. You 
find it at the juliangoddesscoaching.com. And also, a real special treat, you can receive the Being and Becoming Goddess Oracle deck. Yes, I birthed this during the pandemic. Super juicy. You'll receive a published deck with a digital deck and also your own goddess activated meditation audio. Juicy, juicy goddess things are in store for you. I am so excited for you and this journey. Have a glorious day and remember your activation is my activation. Have a great day.